story for you this morning. Six Premier League football clubs have announced plans to join a breakaway European Super League. Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United and Tottenham have agreed to join six European sides to start a new mid-week tournament. They don't care. They don't care. So they used what Liverpool have done in their history, going back to Bill Shank even before that, to get into some league to line their own pockets. They have stepped over the mark. They are scavengers. And they need booting out of this football club and they need booting out of this country. That's, that's just a complete lack of understanding of our game, our traditions, what we love about football, what, what's in our hearts when we go and watch football and when we play the game. The, the, you know, the heart of the game, you know, just, just ripping it out of us and just... Football fans get together, all of us in TV, pundits, players, managers, get together and stop this because it can be stopped. It will change football in this country forever. Forever. A proposed Super League for a European football has collapsed within two days of being launched. After a huge backlash from fans and football authorities. Uh, in many ways, uh, this rather blatant, badly thought out attempt represents uh, a classic example of where business has gone wrong in the past 25 years or so. And, uh, what it means is the end of trying to construct artificial cartels to extract cash with no real purpose. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of FPL Bros and uh, it's just been a really massive massive week and it's just imagine it's the kind of week where the IOC said there'd be no Black Lives Matter kneeling at the Olympics, Mourinho got sacked and they weren't even the top headlines. Crazy week, crazy stuff. It's been a bit of a dramatic week, if you'd call it that, wouldn't you? Very. That's one way of putting it, I suppose. Okay, uh, so yeah, I think James is going to be joining us a bit later, but um, we're just going to get right into this and let it flow. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Um, I don't even want to dwell too much on uh, the game week that's just passed. Was that game week 32? Was that the one we just had? It was indeed. Okay, so I got 56 points. It was actually 60, but I took a minus four. Uh-huh. And, uh, I captained uh, Kane, so I was happy enough with that. But um, I think my minus four was for 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 um, for, for uh, Lacazette. So uh, I wasn't too happy about that. And uh, yet again... Um, I, I I ended up with um, there was ten points on my bench. What? Uh, yeah, it was it was actually fifteen. No, sorry, it was sorry. There's eleven points on my bench. It was going to be fifteen, but 
but um, Aspilicueta didn't play. So uh, Soufal came and got on again for a four, four, with his four points. I keep benching Soufal's four points every week. And then Veltman got six points and Ollie Watkins got five points. And they were both rooted to my bench. Uh, while wasters like John Stones and Hundekan played and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Salah with his one point and so yeah that that was my week yeah I got um 73 points I played my triple uh-huh. captain uh-huh. Uh, which I expected a bit more from to be fair if Kane had played against Southampton I'm sure he'd have bagged some goals but he his um glass ankles came back into the picture so had to just settle for 36 points from him as a captain my bench did pretty well. Um, my transfer played out quite poorly. I did say Wolves um, looked like a solid bet this week. And we I think we both spoke about Wolves defenders and some of the attackers. Um, I, I wanted um, to bring in Fabio Silva, Silva and he did come in, but he didn't start. And William um, Jose was the one who scored, um, who's the starting striker. So... Um, Adam Traore got another assist, so he's one to look out for. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically how my week went. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. I think um, triple captain's a lot like a captain, really, uh, because sometimes you captain someone, he gets like one point, two points or three points, and then with a triple captain, it's really underwhelming. But a yeah. double-digit triple captain, I think most of the time, it's probably the best that you hope for. I, I know I bang on about this every season, but... Um, I always say picking a double game week is all well and good, but if your triple captain doesn't play 180 minutes, you're, you're dicing with death. Then again, yeah. with Kane, he pretty much plays every game. But so, um, yeah, I suppose you could feel a bit disappointed with that. But still, um, that's a nice, fat, beefy score uh, to blow us all away with. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what James is going to say when he comes on. I. I can that I can bet you that he doesn't even know what he got uh, because <laughs> he's had his captain on um, on Ben Me for the past six weeks. So oh, that, are that, you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that tells you everything you need to know. That's crazy. Uh, but I know, but if anybody's interested, uh, he managed thirty-seven points, which is too bad, I suppose. It's the average of forty-seven points. So yeah. uh, Ben Mee rolled in with one point and he got two. He kept Son, he kept Watkins and Ward Prowse. So um, that's where we, most of his points came from. Yeah, not too bad. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, well, yeah, I just want... Why don't you let the people know? Get it off your chest. The ESL is the elephant in the room. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've heard all the rest of the opinions time to hear the best of the opinion what have you got for me so it's a dis- disgrace and it's uh it's unacceptable that they acted you know they've forgotten the grassroots of the game came from and they've tried to take advantage you know of the of the of the clubs essentially the owners have tried to take advantage of the clubs and you know i, I do think they've gotten off with just a slap on the wrist and it's it's unheard of that mm. They prioritised the financial gain over what the game really brings, mm-hmm. which is more than you know money. It's actually it it actually brings people together. And when people go to games, there are certain people that 
you'd speak to that you'd never ever get a chance to speak to otherwise that people bond over football and it's a, it's a miraculous thing and for them to think so little of it it is quite it is quite shocking and just to top this off right teams have been punished for much much less than this right crystal palace for example i'm sure they took a 10 point hit for um an incident in the past loads of other teams have been you know put in a position where they've lost points or ended up being fine result yeah and 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 i think the fa should come down hard on this you know they they need to as a liverpool fan i I, i'm 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 saying they need to kind of show that this is not acceptable because if they do um act lenient then this is just a test in the water phase and i'm i'm 100 sure that these um owners of these clubs will come back again um with another Mm -hmm. yeah what did you make of the some the reasoning I heard that some of them said, "Oh well, you know, because of the pandemic and we've lost so much money, you know, we need to uh, we need to get our finances back on track." What did you make of that? I think that's complete bull. Um, <laughs> they, they, they've they've lost they've lost money, or they're not making as much money as they would like to. Uh, look, I'll, I'll be quite reasonable and say I understand that the football clubs are privately owned mm. and ultimately it is a business mm. but the, when when something like this which is which has been going on for generations and has such an impact you can't just think of it as a business it's more than a business and I think their mentality of just thinking of it as a cash cow and going how can we make more money or you know, how can we increase our profit is just mm. unheard of. It's, 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 it's a stupid reason. It's, there's no excuses for the way they acted. And, you know, teams have gone bankrupt. Do you yes, know what I mean? that's true. Teams yes, true. Have, have gone through a stage where they've been, um, they've gone into administration because they, they yeah. run out of money. It happens this day and age. So for the big clubs who sell a lot of, merchandise and have a lot of fans who support them to Mm. say we didn't have enough money well what about the little clubs yeah you don't see them trying to do any stupid stunts like this so no i don't think that's a good enough excuse no no Uh, i mean obviously the first thing that came to mind uh, is like well i haven't i heard this before uh, when we had the credit crunch about what 12 or 13 years ago again Mm. a lot of football clubs were they were making all kinds of noises about how they weren't going to survive they needed more money and they, they you know and and you just think well you know join the club uh, <laughs> you know everybody's got to survive somehow uh, yeah, but that exactly. doesn't mean yeah maybe that doesn't mean you have to rip out the soul of the game just to do right. that you're all about to witness a monumental throwdown no, uh, I just wanted to quickly say that the idea of uh, football and business, I think it's always been a, a bit of an uncomfortable coming together. Because when you think about most other businesses, when you take a football club, you say a football club is a business. OK, then who are the customers? I mean, would you say it was the fans? May, maybe. But then it's kind of weird because uh, if you are a customer, and you you give your money to any other business and you get bad service. You take your money somewhere else. Fans don't do that, you know. You, when you're a fan, you're down for life. Uh, so your team can serve up, serve a penny or crap. You're still going to be a fan, aren't you? Basically, and also, again, when you think about football and business, who 
who are the who are the employees? Some people say, well, it's the players. Maybe, but uh, many footballers regard players as assets as well. You buy them cheap, you sell them dear, don't you? The, yeah. the, the value of the players' contracts is actually on the uh, books of football clubs. A lot of football clubs, their future income is based on how much money they reckon they're going to get for a player that they've either developed or bought cheap from a team lower down or from a country far away who, uh, where the player was never going to stay because they want to make it big. You know, and buying and selling players is a big part of football business. You know, in no other business do you buy and sell your employees tea? No. So, yeah, yeah, you could come work for us in about five years' time. We'll sell you for about 10 times as much as what we paid for you. It, uh, it's it's very sort of strange mixture. And this, the last few days, I think, certainly showed the really, a really, really ugly side. Uh, of it all, yeah. Um, uh, and I, but I don't think. Um, I mean, I don't think the the football associations, UEFA, FIFA, and the, the Premier League. I don't think that they uh, they're not exactly angels themselves, are they? What do you mean? Well, they. Um, I mean, they make lots of money from football as well, and they're quite prepared to put up with an awful lot of nonsense just as long as they get a, a slice of the pie or a slice of the cake. You know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the Premier League were talking about having a 39th game uh, abroad, like in China or America. Do you remember that? Yeah, OK, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day, um, you know, they're just as much motivated by money as the, as the clubs are. Of um, course, but the Premier yeah. League are giving clubs a fair chance and it is more competitive than having six clubs who can never, ever... Um, get you know it, the term relegated doesn't even exist in, in no. that. So yeah. oh, oh no, I mean the the way things are. Obviously, you know, I think that that's that's the way people are happy with. But what I'm saying is that I don't like the idea of UEFA and FIFA and the FA and the Premier League coming out and saying, you know, we're trying to protect your game because they've done plenty in the past. That yeah. that means they're not beyond criticism. Obviously, in this particular scenario. <laughs> they they do smell slightly less of than, than <laughs> but they 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 you know they they their history you know they've got form uh, that's that's all I'm going to say because um I, I I saw something very interesting the other day somebody said that inevitably the when the when the ESL was first announced somebody said that inevitably it was going to be framed as a battle between money and principle. But more realistically, it's a battle between money and money. Um, yeah. I mean, one last thing. I, well, I've got plenty to say that. It's worth remembering that UEFA keep changing the Champions League format just to keep the bigger clubs happy anyway. And that, that's what they've just done now. You know, they, the, the whole argument uh, spilled over because UEFA said, look, we've changed the Champions League now. You're going to have a guaranteed 10 games in the group stage. And the clubs were like, that's not enough. We want our own league, you know. But there was a time when the, the Champions League, or when it was called the European Cup, I don't know if you remember this, it was literally a knockout tournament, yeah. First yeah. round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round. Yeah, All yeah. of it was knocked out, yeah. Exactly. So big teams could see themselves not progressing to the stage because a smaller team put up a bigger fight, you know, and then suddenly they, they find that they, they, their time in the tournament is over. And, you know, 
the big team said, no, we want to play more games. So they changed it to a Champions League, had more of a league format, allowed more bigger, more teams to join from each league as well. And then the, the big team said, no, we want even more games. We want more money. So now you've got two group stages instead of one, you know, and, and now you're going to get 10 guaranteed games with, if, you know, this no new Champions format, which they want to start in the 2023-24. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to go ahead. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to make that point that yeah. um, the, the problem with football is that there's lots of lots of lots of money swirling around and everybody wants a slice. Everybody yeah. wants a slice of that pie. Everybody. Yeah. And if well, it's, it's not, not like they're not making enough money. Do you know what no. I mean? It's just that they're making less money than they did, for example, last year. Yeah. But things are going back to normal. So this was the worst time to do it. If they mm. did it like mid last year, I would probably be like, okay, fair enough. They've mm. started losing money. I can get why they're doing it. But not while things are res- like opening up, especially in the UK. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But anyway, it's just, you know, greed. Greed is a... <laughs> No, I, I mean, the, 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 it's a massive motivate, motivating factor. It, it cannot be denied. And I, I have to say, I I don't think I gave the players enough credit. I really want to give them credit and the managers as well, because, I mean, you and I, we've worked for companies, right? And if the company you work for turns around one day and says, we've come up with a plan to make even more money, <laughs> right? And then you yeah. sort of said, no, this is a disgrace. What do you think they're going to do? They just boot you out. Yeah. So we could work. There's ten of you. We can get another ten of you outside, right? You want to? You want to yeah. claim benefits? That's fine with us. You yeah. forget with the program, we'll claim benefits. So um, at the end of the day, like I was saying before, in many ways, the players are just regarded as an employee. They get paid their money, and they're just supposed to play. And it's, it's it can't have been easy for them to actually come out against the people who in a roundabout way pay their wages i know the money ultimately comes from gate receipts and sponsorship and and uh, the tv money but you know still this is the owners of the club the owners the people who run your your employers basically yeah, are saying yeah. one thing and you're coming out against them saying another you know uh, i if, if there were if there were players who kept quiet i honestly say i can't blame them because it's they, they shouldn't be put in that position in the in the first place, you know, because yeah. the employers would say, look, if we make money, you make more money. What's the problem? And the, and the player quite rightly pointed out, well, the problem is that you're ruining football. You know, we, we love football. Obviously, it's yeah. good, good that we get paid to play it, but ultimately we love football. So I, I was, that impressed me. That really left a mark on me. It was good. That's, that's what you expect, right? That's what you expect to hear. True. Yeah. yeah. No. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Anyway, enough of this controversy. <laughs> what, what else is happening in the football? Fair enough. What else? What else? What else? Yeah, we were recording after a very disappointing defeat for Arsenal. Disappointing uh, for who? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know somebody who's going to be extremely disappointed uh, about that. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Arsenal dominated possession in that game mm. they had more goal attempts they had more shots on goal but all Everton needed was one one chance and that was it and this Arsenal team that showed mm. up today was very I don't want to say inexperienced but they were full of youngsters yeah you know and I don't know if that's what affected it but you know 
something needs to give. I don't know what's happening with Arsenal. Where, where's, where's, you know... I don't, I don't think that massive demonstration outside the uh, stadium would have helped things, though, because I remember the same thing happened with Chelsea, and that was a very subdued game, and you could tell that it was on the minds of the players. Mm. No? Am I letting them off too easily? <laughs> no, I think you are. I don't think it's, it's <laughs> got nothing to do with that. If anything, they should, they should be trying harder. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, I'm not here to criticise Arsenal. I just think... Oh no, it's fine. I'll do it then. Is it a case of the starting lineup? Because you know, there's a there's. I I I I just think that um, to me, I think it's uh, for a team to be successful, it's very important that that they have a style and everybody on the pitch knows what they're supposed to be doing, and yeah. and and that comes from the manager. And sometimes, as a manager, you come in and you try and tell people, okay, this is where I want you to play. Not everybody's going to yeah. be down with it. So what happens is that you shift out the people who aren't down and then you bring in the people who are down and then eventually you get there. Um, but Do you know what it is as well, right? The manager's oh. just experimenting too much and switching yeah. players in and out. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that is today, a worry. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, like like someone else is playing and the link up, like Shaka's at left back. Like, what the hell? Chambers <laughs> right back. Like... Where's Bellerin? Where's you know? Where's um, Tierney? Mm. It, it, for me, it just doesn't feel right. It feels like no, it's stopping and changing, no. and they can't really too much. You know, yeah. you, you don't you don't know what you're getting, do you? And no. I'm, I'm I never know who's going to be in the centre of the defence either. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like nine of them to pick from. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, I'll be honest with you. Pablo Mari, who is he? Like, I know he's an Arsenal <laughs> player, he's played a couple of games, but who are you? <laughs> I just don't get it. Don't he's, get he's, it. he's not leaving an impression. He's not making an impression, no. is he? No, no um, I, I think ultimately, um, if, you, if you still haven't managed to um, impose your style on, on, on the team, it, it, it's going to get people concerned. It's concerning. And, and then, let, I mean, let's not forget you know, this guy was an assistant manager, wasn't he? You know, and, and there were all this Arteta and people were like, oh, well, you know, imagine what he would have learned under Pep Guardiola, blah, 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 blah. Turns out not an awful lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you, can't, you can't see any, I don't know if there's any kind of Guardiola influence, in what, apart from playing out from the back. But then Emery played out from the back and look how that turned out for him. So yeah, for me, it's all about the manager imposing the style, and if the if the manager can't get that done quickly, um, or, or find the players who can get it done quickly, then you've got problems basically. And 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 you know, yeah, you're you're right. It doesn't seem to be. I mean, I I I know that Artes is about the the hard running, the hard work, and he, I think he expects a lot from the defense and the midfield. But again, sometimes I just don't see that, and I don't know. I don't know what the direction is. Yeah. But yeah. But but uh, but uh, anyway, um, I'm I'm sure Jamie will have plenty more to say about that next time round. Um, we're getting on a bit, and uh, as usual, there's no sign of James. So <laughs> let's just do the predictions, shall we? How does that sound? Sounds good to me. All right then. Okay, so just for fun, do you want to yep. predict the League Cup final? Oh, uh, yeah, let's do that then. I mean, 
I know what team I don't want to win, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. You go first. Um, I'm sorry, but I, I think that Spurs have messed up. You know, <laughs> you, you've got a guy... Mourinho before they yeah. have a cup final. Look, say what you like about Mourinho. Maybe he has lost his touch when it comes to winning leagues. But the guy knows what it takes to win a cup final. Yeah, he's like the... Well, I know Klopp has won the last uh, a cup final now, but he was like the opposite of Klopp, wasn't he? Yeah. For the longest time. Yeah, yeah no, it's true. Yeah. He, he, he just... That experience is just so important, you know. Um, so, I... I I mean, sometimes in cup finals, some teams switch it on anyway because they they just it just they just kind of lights a fire under them being in the cup final. And sometimes players decide to have the game of their lives. You know, <laughs> you play for a team, you're in eleventh, but it comes to a cup final, and you you know you play in like you're at Barcelona. Um, but um, I, I I think it, Man City have got this. I don't think the second Mourinho was helped mm. or was in, indeed um, warranted. Um, I don't think that Man City are going to whip Spurs, but I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I mean, I think City are going to win. I think the recent form hasn't been great, but Pep's going to be on point. And once again, you're right. If anyone was the man to go to a cup final, it would have been Mourinho against Pep because Pep's won the last, I can't remember how many, it's at least five cup um, finals that he's been with. He's had City with, so, you know, like, Right. So it's just it's just a no brainer, you know. Mm. City have got the strikers, City have got the players, City have got the experience, the strength, the the speed, the finishing. Not saying Spurs don't, but with Pep behind City as well, I don't see them losing this. No chance. Uh, no. All right then. Um, back to the good old Premier League. Uh, old. Liverpool versus Newcastle. Yeah, that's a that's a Liverpool win, and I reckon Trent has been showing his. Form again. Um, oh, keep an eye out. Sizzling hot. Coming. What's it? Sixteen big chances created in the last three games. I didn't even know that, but yeah, I, I, so, I think I mean, it was from the. It started from the Atletico Madrid. Um, not Atletico Madrid. Sorry, apologies. From the uh, who was it? I'm not Real Real Madrid. Real Madrid yeah. game, and he was incredible. And I was like, yep. Trent, Trent is gonna be on it, and then next thing you know, that's just there. So yeah, yeah, I think Liverpool win. No, I, I, I think so. I mean, there's a reason why Newcastle are at that end of the table, and all, all <laughs> they've been picking up points themselves. Um, they've been picking up points against the teams in and around them, you know. But like when when they when you've got to bring it to the other end of the table, and like I think. The shackles are off a little bit with Liverpool as well because they don't have the Champions League to worry about. Although, you know, obviously it's, it's a glass half full, glass half empty sort of situation. <laughs> but, um, you know, they don't have to worry about resting and rotating so much. So, you know, you can concentrate on the league. You can just go for it and you can take out your frustrations on uh, Steve Bruce and uh, St Maximan and uh, one of the Longstaff brothers. I don't know. Yeah, Liverpool win. West Ham and Chelsea. Forgot about that. I just hope Chelsea win so they do us a favour yeah. because we need yeah. to go past West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because uh, West Ham were flying, uh, but then I think their last game brought them back down to earth with a bit of a thud. 
Uh, who actually, was it? They... The best result would be a draw. Sorry, hmm. just putting out there. Yeah, it was actually Newcastle who beat them. There were I was going on about how Newcastle could only play bottom half of the table teams <laughs> and they beat West Ham. Because, because I mean, it, you know, on all fairness to Moyes and West Ham, um, it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit of nosebleed territory for them, really. And the big question is, can you keep it up? You know, um, you know, Leicester found out the hard way towards the end of last season, and sometimes just some teams, it's just a bit much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea's going to be interesting because they're controlling games. They don't really like to score. And you've got Tammy on the bench mm. um, wondering what, what, the, what the hell he's done to to, to uh, your Tuchel so much. And and Werner just running around like a blue, blue fly, not scoring goals. I don't I know, think, man. I think Moyes will play this really smart. Mm. And they, they don't want to win. They can defend really well. They would be happy to take a draw from this game. Honestly, no, you're right. Con- considering mm-hmm. the, the games they have coming up, if I was West Ham, I would be happy with a draw. Yeah, no, they 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 they've got enough to stop Chelsea. I think. Um, yeah, they've after this, might... they have Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, and Southampton. They'll take a draw from this game because they know they can win the following games coming up. True. Or at least True. Or at least manage a draw. Whereas Chelsea have ha- have got some more difficult fixtures coming up, um, mm. and they're still in the Champions League. Champions League, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, you so know. all that—that's a recipe for a draw right there. I mean, Chelsea yeah. might might sneak one past them uh, because you know it, it can't be easy playing without Declan Rice. Uh, I don't know if Antonio's going to be back for that game, but yeah, I think you're right. Um, all right then, Leeds versus Man United. One of those big old grudge matches, Yorkshire versus Lancashire. <laughs> <laughs> the white, the white Leeds, rose of Leeds Yorkshire. Done a job on, on, on City, and I reckon they can do a job on United as well. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, it is Elland Road. That's one thing. But then Manu are so good away from home. I, I, right. I, you know what? I think that might be another draw because um, Leeds aren't quite as gung ho now as they were at the beginning of the season. I think Bielsa was just getting tired of conceding. I saw an amazing stat the other day: Leeds are on fifty goals for and fifty against. Just imagine. Leeds, honestly, they've got goals in them. They've got goals in them. And you're going to go to see goals against them as well. They've been involved in all their games and have involved with has totaled a hundred goals. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, I, I think Bielsa's, he's, he, he's, I think he's got to a place where he wants to win the winnable games, but he doesn't want to lose the big games and he'd rather draw them. And he's, he's, he's getting, he's getting them a bit more disciplined. Yeah, he yeah. is. Definitely. Yeah. But so, so I, I will say a draw, um, because I don't know, it's just, this just keeps happening for Man United and, um, you know, Rashford will probably be playing and Greenwood, Mason Greenwood looks like he's got a point to prove again. And uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, then we have, well, that's pretty much it, actually. I think. Yeah, there's of... no, it's no really. Well, you can you can look at Leicester Palace, but I reckon that's a Leicester win for me. Palace are in yeah. bad form at the moment. Totally. So. Yeah. Plus Palace are safe. Um, and, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, Leicester yeah. have found out how to play Nacho and Vardy on the same pitch and it's it's scary the thought of facing those two right now 
Um, got to be. What got do you think of the bottom three? Who do you see getting relegated? Do you think it's going to be the current bottom, or do you think there's going to be a turn off events? I'm not prepared to write off Fulham because they're just so full of so much spunk. But I don't know what yeah. their uh, what their final um, seven or eight games are going to be like. Well, actually, it's, it's more like six games now, isn't it? Four, five, yeah, or six. They haven't got the easiest of games. I'll be honest with you. Mm. And then who, who's above them? Is it is it um, is Newcastle still, isn't it? Um, so they've got Burnley, Brighton, Newcastle above them. Ah, right. Okay. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I've seen, mm-hmm. I can see Newcastle dropping into the relegation zone. Their upcoming fixtures are Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, mm-hmm. Manchester City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Then, then they'll be right. playing Sheffield United, who are already battling relegation, and then finally, <laughs> the play, and then finally, they play Fulham. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing, right? Um, I've I've always thought for most of the season that um, when um, Steve Bruce has got most of his attackers. Newcastle aren't that bad. And they've got most of them back. And Callum Wilson might well start the next game. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I I don't think they're going to do much against Liverpool. But they can certainly get something from the game against Arsenal. And by the time they play Man City, Man City might be champions anyway and saving themselves up for the Champions League final or something. You know, I mean, Man City slipped up against Leicester. They slipped up against Leeds, you know. Um, Pep just might be playing the percentages so there's enough there to keep Newcastle hanging on because honestly when Almiron, Wilson and St Maximin are all playing and, and Bruce is you know, he, he did respond to criticism and he's made them less defensive, more attacking and he's done yeah. it at the right time if what you're doing isn't working and you try something new and it's, it's getting you, inching you better, you know getting you more, more better results here and there. That can be the difference of staying up. I, I do think it's going to be close, but I, I think that Newcastle, as long as those three don't get injured again, I think they'll be all right. Might might be one point in it. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to defend Newcastle. Where did that come from? <laughs> you just got to believe in them because they beat West Ham and, and, and J-Ling's have been doing bits for them and you're thinking, how do they manage that? There is that, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, then. I was going to say, should we do player picks? Yeah, 100%. Um, do you want to get us started? Yeah, sure, I'll get us started. So, um, my first is going to be a defender. Actually, all my player picks today might be defenders, just because there's not a lot of attacking players out there who I really fancy this week. I quite like the look of a defensive display this week. So I like Dunk um, from Brighton against Sheffield United. I think mm-hmm. they, they played really well against Chelsea to get the draw. And we know Brighton can be disciplined um, when they want to be and make it really tough for teams. Um, they, they kept a clean sheet against Everton. And obviously last week they kept a clean sheet against Chelsea. So if they can keep a clean sheet against those two teams, I don't see why they can't do the same against Sheffield United. So... Dunks my pick. He's obviously an second threat as well, so he's my first one. Second pick is Trent Alexander-Arnold. I kept saying, you know, he looks like he's back, and I reckon he's going to have a field day against a, um, a Newcastle team who are conceding goals um, left, right, centre. So he is my second pick. Um, my final pick is actually going to be um, Adama Traore um, against yeah. Burnley. 
he's just been on good form recently and I think Wolves are starting to find some confidence now they have been really struggling to find a goal but you know they've managed to find it in their last two games um, and Traore has been involved in, in both goals um, either through scoring or assisting um, and finally when they played against the, you know quite an informed West Ham team he mm. was once again involved in goals so he's been involved in the last three games either yeah. through scoring or assisting so I do think he's got some good form there against the yeah. Burnley team who have been conceding goals so you know I do think he's going to do well yeah they, they don't have Pope at the moment do they they got that dude I can't even remember his name complete no mark and goal for them that's not what they want you know they have a yeah you're right about Troy sorry who Pope no I'm saying Pope is injured at the moment or something Oh, okay. Yeah, I that's, that's, yeah. I I can't remember who their goalkeeper is. It's just some guy oh, I've oh, never heard oh. of. Yeah, he's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's even strengthens my case now. Yeah, well, there you go. I I, I do like what you've been saying about Troy as well because a lot of people said when Jimenez got injured, they said, "Oh, you know, where where is it going to come from for Wolves?" And for a long time, they were in the wilderness. But Troy has stepped it up. And now, if anything's going to happen with Wolves, it's going to be through him. Yeah. He, he, he's taken on the mantle. And good luck to him, I say. Yeah. All right. Very good picks. Very, very good picks. I, mine are not going to be quite as dazzling, but I will try. Okay. First of all, I'm liking the look of Welbeck. I think he's starting a lot more for Brighton. And they always create chances. Um, yeah, he's. I think he might do all right this week, you know, because... Um, it's Wolves they've got, I think. Oh, no, Sheffield United. Yeah, no, Sheffield, he's, yeah. he's, he's going to do fine. Just, he's going to be just fine. Um, <laughs> then then um, I'm going to go with Chris Wood. I nearly said him last episode, but yeah, people forget about him. He's, he's unfashionable, but he's the main man at Burnley. And it's when the crosses come in and they're, they're aiming at him. And OK, they've got Wolves. And you quite rightly pointed out, Wolves are going to have some joy in front of goal, but never write off Burnley because, like I said, they're the clean sheet ruiner, the party poopers. And you could be 3-0 up and then Chris Wood will pop up with a goal and just ruin it, take the shine off the win. So um, I think that's what's going to happen. I would have said Vidra as well, but he got benched the last game. That just might have been Sean Dyche being overly cautious. Um, But yeah. And then finally, this is a little bit of out of left field, but Cavani... With Martial, yeah, with Martial out, um, he's, he's he's got a good chance of starting or playing a fair amount of minutes. And the thing is, Man United need him. Sometimes is the way he just moves, his movement is what they need to unlock some stubborn defenses. And with, yeah. with Wolves, I mean, sorry, with Leeds, even though I just said that Leeds are a bit tighter these days, um, Cavani can still like he's just smart enough to do a number on them. So yeah. It's a bit punty, but um, Edson Cavani, I think, is also worth a look this week. Good um, picks there. I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. No, you, I thought you took all the good ones, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, I think he's got some really good shots there, so it'll be interesting. So, yeah, let's see how it plays out. I think the last couple of weeks we've been getting some really good picks in, so hopefully people are listening and um, managing to get them in their teams. I know we obviously recorded a little bit later this week, but... Yeah. Um, if people keep tuning in, then they should be able to grab those picks early. Right. That's right. Think about them. Think about them in the long term as well. You're all 
about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, Sorry. obviously, I just want to plug the uh, Twitter handle at FPL Bros. Under- Sorry, at FPL underscore Bros. It's all going on on there, all popping off right now, especially with that ESL nonsense. And oh. also, we. <laughs> and also uh, we've got an index again i'm going to remind people that um you can skip to the parts that you want it's all laid out there for you yeah um where wherever you want to go you can just go into the description below and then pick where you want to start listening or what bitch you want to start listening well we've come to the end and i don't know what happened to james maybe he crashed the car i don't know i didn't say that no i know i shouldn't i'm sorry that's really bad. I'm sure he's fine and he's probably just asleep. He's probably trying to remember his password to his um, <laughs> FPL account. Ah, do you know what? Maybe he got stopped by the police. That's also a, a likelihood. Oh, no, that's almost as bad as crashing a car. I've got to stop with these bad thoughts. No, I'm sure he's fine and we'll probably see, see him in the next episode. Uh, but yeah, anyway, thank you for coming out tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, please. Fantastic stuff. All that's left now is for me to say goodbye. Peace out, guys. Okay, green hours all round. <laughs>